Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, founder of Megan Hall Motivation. I motivate and inspire women to create their own version of a thriving life. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories and chat about topics relevant to today's modern women. Don't forget to join our virtual community on Facebook, the Inspire Women Community. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Hey guys, Megan here. I just wanted to pop in real quick before I start the podcast interview and let you know that there is some background notes for this interview. And Anne was like, please, um, can you hear that? I'm like, a little bit, but it's okay. The information that Anne is going to be sharing with you guys is absolutely amazing. It is something that I've been wanting to share on this podcast and I'm hoping to get more people along this lines here on the podcast and just be open-minded, okay? That's all I ask, just be open-minded. Whether you believe or don't believe, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. Enjoy the podcast. Hey everybody, I am here today with Anne Bordalo and I was introduced to Anne um, through my uh, previous podcast co-host Jules Clyde and Anne is the spiritual energy chef. When I read that I was like, ooh, this is fun. See, I'm one of those people I'm like, I want to know all of the things. Um, she provides coaching and mentoring to people who are frustrated with their life, know they deserve more, are ready are ready to take ready to finally take charge and make the changes needed for a happy life. Her clients take a look at the current life recipe and decide which ingredients they need to keep and which ones need to be swapped out for something healthier. The end result is a is to create a life filled with happiness, love and vitality. So I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going to stay with that because like I want to get as much of this as I can. Um, so, Anne, what, okay. what what got you into what you do today? Um, so, it's thanks for asking, Megan, and thanks for having me on the show. This is a wonderful opportunity. I'm so happy to meet you. Um, so, what ended up happening for me was um, I'm a medium, and so I've had these abilities like since I was a child, um, but I kind of like shut them down when I was, you know, like. A, 11, 12 years old after watching the Amityville horror movie. <laughs> and yeah, and so it just, I mean, I still had, you know, part of uh, part of my abilities and part of my knowing, I was always kind of like the go-to person um, for friends and colleagues and stuff like that when they needed opinions. And I would just like give them information and I didn't know how I knew it. Um, but it wasn't until I actually took a Reiki class almost 10 years ago that now everything all came back. And after, through going through Reiki, the mediumship stuff started opening up again, and I was just like so in tune with the energy. And then from there, I went into energy clearing. Um, and so, energy clearing is actually my expertise. And having gone through the process myself of doing, because everybody is always doing energy clearing, right? It, or it's, it's it's a process. There's we're never going to be totally clear by the time that our time on this earth is done, because there's so many different environmental factors, but to really get down and dig to the stuff that we have like stuffed down and that's just kind of like sitting in pockets and that feeling of freedom and clarity and focus is just amazing and so that that's my why it's like if 
just having that, it, it's just an amazing feeling. And that that's what I want to share with everybody. I want everybody to get to that point or at least experience it once in their life so that they know that it's like, you know, I can clear those blocks, especially the deep ones, the emotional ones that I don't want to deal with. And I can still move forward and I can still have the life of my dreams. I love that. See, I was when, growing up, I also had abilities and I was very intuitive and something shut it down like I I said it was my family but now looking back like my mom was actually pretty on board with it she thought it was really cool so I don't know if it was society or who it was and like it's only in the last couple years that I've really I've always kind of kept my empath side you know I've always been able to sense things but it's only in the last couple years I've been really trying to open it back up and everybody keeps saying like there's something awesome inside of you it just hasn't come out yet and I'm like where how can I open it up how can I open it up <laughs> so I'm like you're speaking my language here so would you say it was the Reiki um sessions that like going through that is what actually opened you back up or was there something else there yeah there was I, I think you know part of it was I was ready um, you know, I was definitely, you know, more mature and able to understand what, what was going on. Um, and then so when you go through a Reiki certification class, you do get those attunements. And so, you know, when your your chakras are all kind of like blasted wide open, then that that's that's what kind of helps. So now it's like you're open and your your spiritual team of guides is like shoving in all of these downloads now, all of this information that you need. And it's like, ah, we got you now, you know. <laughs> I love it. Yay. <laughs> I got you. Um, so do you ever come across in, in your business where people either like don't take it seriously or they say certain things about it? Because I know that like a lot of times when I'll tell people I'm an empath, they roll their eyes at me like, yeah, sure you are. Like, I don't even know what you think you're talking about. And I'm like, dude, I can sense things. <laughs> so do you deal with that at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. And especially, um, you know, there's still, uh, even though there's, um, you know, we've had some pioneers in terms of like the medium world, you know, like John Edward and Teresa Caputo and um, James Von Prague and, you know, some of the upper coming ones. I think Tyler Florence is the, the L.A. medium, the young guy and Matt Fraser over on the East Coast. You know, so the word is getting out there, but there's still tons of people that are like, well, I don't believe that you can talk to dead people and, you know, are really skeptical about it and so when you I've, I've had many many instances especially recently I did a trade show or um, a health healing and happiness event a couple days ago and there's still people that look at me like I have three heads and you know what that's okay it's it's not for them and it's it's probably better that um, that they don't come and see me because that means that if they did that skepticism would not allow the messages to come through it the way that they're supposed to um, because I know I do talk to you know past loved ones whether it be friends or family that, that have transitioned over but it's more about getting in touch with the person's own spiritual team of guides so that I can pass for, pass on the information that they've been trying to get to you and um, you know, so there's that saying, don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. So I'm the messenger. So I'm talking to your team and they're telling me what you need to know. And they're like, you know, come on, come on. It's like, we've been giving you all of these, all of this validation or all of these signs. Why are you not doing anything? <laughs> I think that's what mine are screaming right now at me. Like, hey girl, we keep giving you all of this. 
why do you keep not listening to us? I'm like, yes, they're up there like, yep, listen, Ann, you're talking to Megan right now. Let her know. We're telling you right now. Uh, no, I totally, I, yeah, I totally get it. And that was like, um, it's been a struggle for me because like, you know, a lot of people, it's not that I hide it, but a lot of people I'll be like, yeah, I, I have crystals in my house and I've been recently playing with tarot cards and like, you yeah. know, just getting in tune with them and stuff like that. And people are just like, what is wrong with you? And I'm just like, <laughs> I've had these abilities since I was a kid. I used to be able to tell you when somebody was going to get hurt, you know, like, um, I called out my grandfather was going to die in the operating table and he did, they revived him, but he did. Yeah. Like, and my mom was just like blown away. And she's just like, you know, as a kid, I would say these things that she was just like, I don't know, this is kind of scary, but this is cool at the same time. (laughs) So how, how old were you when you first realized that you had some sort of abilities? Oh, I was like, I was really young. um, Because I would always kind of like, I was um, very introverted as a kid. And so to like just go in my room and like pull back the rug and do like jigsaw puzzles on the floor and listening to music and stuff and so it it was really young and you know I would have like these conversations and it was almost like you know I I would be like talking to somebody um, or kind of like you know if you if you're if you're going to have like um, a difficult conversation with somebody it's kind of like a, a script that you kind of like help prepare in your head. And I was like going through all of these things. And I didn't realize until, you know, after all of the the abilities came back when I was an adult, that I was actually talking to their higher self. (laughs) So I was actually having conversations with them. And uh, because it would be funny, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're like in a fight with, you know, like one of your, your girlfriends when you're younger, you know, at school or whatever, and you're going in, there's like days that you're not talking to each other. And then, so I'm having like this conversation and then like the next day, like everything would be fine. It would, everything would be resolved. And I'm like, well, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> this happens to me all the time. Like nowadays, like all the time. And I actually told my husband the other day, I think like, um, part of my intuitive side it it could it could be bad like if I allowed it to because like I can tap into like his greatest fears and like say like things that he was like do you actually think those things I'm like no I don't know where they came from and and he was and he's like really you don't really think them I'm like no I just think I sense them and he he doesn't believe any of that so he's just like yeah sure you do Megan I was like no dude I don't think any of that stuff but it was like he's like you're speaking into my greatest fears right now like the things that I think inside my head that like you know haunt me and you're saying them out loud and I'm like I don't know what to tell you (laughs) this is just part of me um so what what like got you into like what you are doing today how did that happen like I want to know like the transition from like you know you became an adult and you started discovering your intuitive abilities again what got you into what you're doing today 
because this is fascinating. Oh. Like I will, I literally, this is like my jam. I'm like, I'll continue to ask you questions. <laughs> this is my, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so after I started, um, you know, everything started opening up with Reiki. I started looking all over the place for like Reiki shares um, where I could learn information because the, um, the Reiki master that I took the class from um, wasn't in tune to this, this, piece this was out of her scope and I'm like I need to find out what's going on and how to answer some of my questions and so I did find a Reiki share that was actually facilitated by a couple of mediums and they helped me tremendously and so then from there um, I went to I found another group that did like psychic and medium development circles where we would you know test and because it's all about having the confidence that the messages that are coming through are are real that you know um, and so I did that for several years kind of like on the side because I was working for a technology company and then probably about a year and a half prior to uh, me leaving the technology company I could feel the energy shift and so I knew that it was the end was coming and I'm like you know what I've been here for almost 14 years and I'm happy to meet to, to leave I just want the package yeah and so I, I finally did. I was I was let go because our company was acquired in September of 2014. Um, and then actually, yeah. and so. In um, January of 2015 was when I got like the, the um, actual call that my job was being eliminated, and then I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? I had already been like um, volunteering as a Reiki volunteer at one of the local hospitals, and I absolutely loved it. And I'm like, well, how can I do this now to affect more people on a larger scale? So I went back to school to be a licensed nursing assistant, and I worked in um, a nursing home that specialized in Alzheimer's and dementia. And then from there, um, I had an opportunity to move to Las Vegas. So by December of 2015, I was I had either left, sold, or donated pretty much everything that I had. Um, everything that I took with me just was to um, fill up the back of my car and the two suitcases, and that was it. And so, because I'm like, I need to do this full time. That's what I was being guided to do. Um, and so here I am. Yes, <laughs> and now I'm moving to Sedona to help even more people. So <laughs> that's awesome. Cause I mean, I think a lot of times people don't take it seriously how much they need this help because there's so much we can do mindset wise, personal development wise. I mean, I help that with my coaching yeah. practice. That's what I help people with. But then there's this this level on the energy level, like with your spiritual self that I feel like a lot of times people dismiss it, but it's so important yeah. that physical, mental, emotional, and the spiritual part is what people often like leave out of the whole self-care aspect. Um, oh, definitely. That's, that's why I love like when you were, you know, in your inter introduction, um, that I, the part I didn't read cause there was more, but I'm like, I want to ask you questions now. Um, <laughs> you know, you were talking about helping your clients with that and getting on the very, you know, taking your divine gifts and, and, and getting down deep on like healing them, um, but healing that mind, body and spirit, which, and helping them live the, the lives to the fullest, which I, I love because we have the mind experts and we have the body experts, but we need the spirit experts too that a lot, you know, a lot of times. So how do you, how do you, how do your clients come to you? Like, how do you discover them? Is it like word of mouth or do they meet you places? I want to know, like, how do they, how did, how do they come about finding you? 
Um, well, right now, to be honest, it's a lot of networking. Um, because I know that part of my calling is to help bring awareness to the, you know, this, the 3D world or, you know, the people on the planet to this, um, the energy and why is it important and why, why do we need to know about it? What, how is it going to affect me? Um, so I do like tons and tons of networking, um, throughout the, the area. And then, so by from that, then it's usually like referrals. Um, and then I'm trying to do like more public speaking. And then so that way I'll be able to set, create my own events and then have, um, be able to get more people, more people aware of it, um, from there. Public speaking is my jam. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. And I saw, um, did you recently go on a retreat? Is that what I saw? I did. I went to the um, the ultimate business retreat. So it's all about um, coaching and public speaking. So for people that want to do that, um, like as their career, and to really start helping to grow your business. So it, it was amazing. Have you ever hosted your own retreat or thought about hosting your own retreat? I've thought about it, and so that 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 is going to be coming up for me because I'm moving to Sedona in a couple weeks, and so that'll be part of it is working on putting together a retreat, um, and it's it's not going to be just women; it'll be men and women, um, but doing definitely in um, Sedona. So do you and hopefully ones around the world too? Ooh, yes, <laughs> you're speaking my, my language here. Like international has been flashing in my head for like ever. Oh, yeah. and I'm like. Okay, so I bought my passport, Universe. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I was like, well, I kept saying international, and I'm like, well, how is the Universe supposed to make me international if I don't buy a pass, if I don't have a passport? Like, they can't answer my calling if I don't have that. So I'm like, I got a passport. I'm like, I'm ready to go now. Okay, I'm just giving you all of the things. I'm ready. Um, Do you find that you're able to help men and women the same? Like equally, because I know for me personally, I'm drawn to helping women because I seem to be able to help them on a a way deeper level than men. But do you find in your practice, you're able to help both? Um, Yeah, it's definitely more like the the women are more, uh, allow themselves to be more vulnerable um, a little bit more easily than men. So with men, it's, it, it is, it does take a little bit more time, but you know, men have like some really like deep seated stuff that they don't talk about and that they hold in. You know, one of the, my, um, experiences at the nursing home was that it was mostly, um, there was a lot of military men that retired military men there. And so one of them was a four star general and he was in charge of like over 300,000 troops when he was in uh, you know desert storm and think about that it's like you know men are not necessarily always open and willing to talk about what goes on with them anyway so then to have all of these experiences so there's things that they won't talk about because of that or because they're afraid of what you know people are going to think about them or, or judge them because based on what they had to do in that in those situations and then as as you um, as they get higher up in the ranks and they get access to more you know confidential or top secret information now there's stuff that they can't talk about so what do they do with that you know they it just kind of like it, it all they just keep stuffing it down stuffing it down and then how does that manifest for people and so for them it manifested in Alzheimer's and so that was like a huge aha moment and it's like all right so how can I work with people how can I get to people and help them before it gets to these end stages that now that there's not really anything that you can do about you know do something about 
Yeah, my oh. husband's in the military, and a lot of times he can't talk to me about the things that he knows or has done because, you know, it is confidential. You know, yeah. he's not able to share that with me. Um, and, and, you know, that stuff, I was like, I'm like, will you ever be able to talk to me about this? And he's like, yeah, maybe, like, when it's declassified in 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> but by then I won't even, like, consciously remember it. Like, it'll just be, like, a subconscious thing at that point in time. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I can I can totally see that. I can I can see how men would need a lot of help. My, my thing is... Um, I don't connect well with them because I'm like, I need you to be vulnerable. I need to crack you open. Like, we don't have this time to be able to sit around and, like, play this game of, like, you know, let's play around for, like, a couple weeks and see if I can get you to open up. I'm like, I need you. And I find that I connect very well with women. But I'm glad that you're able to connect with the men. It might just take a little more, like, elbow grease to get them to open up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, you know, one of the things that really helps, too, is, you know, I create sacred space. So when people walk into my office um, to have a session, it's like it feels like they're walking um, into like this like big giant womb, you know, and so it's comfortable and it's like, okay, I can I can finally take a, you know, breathe. And so I think that in itself helps because also in that sacred space, you know, I call in like different ascended masters and archangels and, you know, and so the other person's team is also working there as well. So it's not just me trying to like pry the information out of them. Yeah. It's like their teams that are like, okay, this is your opportunity to finally say something, do it. And I mean, and I've, I've had like guys that have, like told me stuff that they have never told anybody else in their entire life. And so I, you know, that's a huge responsibility. And, you know, I'm, I'm very honored that they would be, allow themselves to be open like that with me. And so it's, I, yeah, I, I just, I take it very, very seriously. Yeah. Oh no, I bet. Um, and do you find that there is a lot of like communities and groups that are supportive of people with intuitive abilities or do you think um, not so much? Right now, I think it, 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 it's still about educating people and, you know, well, how can, I, how can I use these gifts to help you or why it's important to, to help you kind of thing. So, you know, there, there's the existing spiritual community. And even some of them, it, it's hard because, you know, they're right now, um, because we're in the new age of Aquarius, it's like a lot of the practitioners are kind of like plateauing. They don't know where to go to get that higher information. And so some of them are just kind of like their energy is, it feels like it's stagnant. Um, and so they're, they're searching for that next thing in order to open them up. But they also have to be willing to shift as well. So the spiritual community is is probably more open. And then it's just a matter of still continuing to build awareness for everybody else. Because like you said, there are a lot of people that are like really curious about it and they think that it's cool. But then when you actually kind of like put them in the hot seat, like, okay, well, let, let's do this. Let's get this work done so that you can clear all of these blocks and, and have the life that you want. They're like, 
nope, nope, nope. That's out of my comfort zone. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, I'm the kind of person that's like, okay, where do you sign? Where do I sign up? Let's go. What's next? Like, what's yeah. this? Like, um, when I was up in New York visiting uh, my aunt's like, so I have this friend who's a psychic. I'm going to have her come over. I'm like, yes, let's do this. And I, I was the one that yeah. spent like the longest time with her because I'm like, all right, let's talk about my past lives. And, you know, let's talk about my future. And let's talk about, like, read my, and I'm like going on and on. And, and she does the Reiki as well. And she like removes some sort of like nasty energy from me. And, and she's like, you're just open to it. She's like, you're just so open that, you know, all it does is take like one bad person to fling something at you and it's just going to stick on you. And I was like, is that oh, really yeah. how it works? Like, this is so yeah. cool. Um, so where would, how do you think would be the best way for like my audience if they're interested? Maybe by then, by now, you know, in this interview, people have tuned out and they're like, okay, never mind. This is too much for me. But maybe there's people that are still hanging on and they're like, I want to know more. Like, what is the best way for them to start getting more information and maybe toe dipping a little bit into this, um, this sort of thing that they're not used to? Yeah, and so th that was kind of one of the things that I've I've created recently is for the people that that do want to like you said dip that dip their toe in but don't want to do on energy work. Um, so I have a couple different options. I have like a blind reading, which is really just um, they can send me an email with a question that they have. And then I can help answer their questions. So especially people that are like awakening spiritually and they don't know, you know, all of these things are like coming at them now and they don't know what's going on. Um, and then I also have um, a 30 minute live reading, which is using like the, the angel tarot cards and then calling in, you know, whatever information their guides or their loved ones that have transitioned over want to um, pass on to them. So, and that, that's recorded, so they'll actually get the recording so that they can listen to it after. And then I think once people get that, that comfort level and they're like, okay, you know what, I, I, this is it, I'm, I'm ready to take that next step and clear this energy because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and I, I want the life that I've always dreamed of, then they can, then they're ready to do the energy clearing because it is a huge commitment. And I mean, I'm in there, you know, down in the trenches with my clients during the sessions. Um, but it, they have to understand that it is a process and they are, and, but there is support in order to help them work through that process. What do you do personally to protect yourself from not being like affected by this work? Because I know personally like energy can affect me. If I go into a room and you just have a handful of people in there that are not like they're not on that that high vibe, you know, they're very low yeah. vibe. It'll suck the life out of me. I'm just I got to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that used to happen to me all the time. And so one of the things um, as um, part of the like the the training that I um, received from being an energy clearer was I found um, the Melchizedek method, um, which it's an energy he, uh, healing, but what it does is it's five different levels, and it creates a Merkaba around you. So, you know, a lot of people will picture themselves in like a big, huge bubble of light. Well, it takes that light and it, it actually starts building your armor. And so the more levels that you take, then the, the more that your armor gets, you know, thicker and stronger. And so that helps to repel a lot of the negative energies. Um, so lesson or levels one and two are usually taught together as a four day class where level one 
takes you and like basically strips you down to back to the original eight cells that you were created with at the beginning of time and then level two builds you back up so it's almost kind of like a boot camp type of a scenario um, but it but it, it's amazing and not only do you get like this type of a clearing through that process, but you're also learning a new um, energy method, uh, healing method as well, which is the fifth dimensional holographic healing, where you can now look at people, their bodies are kind of like split into different quadrants and it opens up the body computer and you'll be able to see like different colors and get a feel for what's going on with that person. That sounds amazing. Yeah. How, how do I get information on that <laughs> because I need that armor in my life <laughs> yes, yeah so and so those are the, um, the types of classes that I'm going to be offering in Sedona That's so awesome. I'm looking at either um, August or September um, to have like to do to teach levels one and two all together as a four-day class and then this way here you'll also have the beautiful energy of the uh, vortexes in Sedona as well to help support you through that whole clearing and leveling up process and is this something that you're gonna be offering ongoing because I know this podcast yeah. is gonna be launching in um, in August so yeah. you know we're we're recording it in June but it'll be launching in August and I want if anybody's interested that they that this would be something that they could um you know follow you and get in on later on yeah yeah so definitely if they want to um if they want to follow me they can follow me on Facebook um or keep checking my um my website and I will keep I'll post that um so yeah definitely because it, it's going to be an ongoing process because there's a lot of practitioners out there that need to shift and so it's been my divine assignment to help them make make that shift and help level up their energy Yes. So definitely ongoing. No, so how do your messages come in? Are they just kind of like it pops in your head? Like that sometimes is how what what happens to me is like this will pop in my head and I'm like, oh, that's lovely. Like where did that come from? Um, you know, how does it work for you? Because I know for everybody it works differently. Yeah, sometimes it, it's usually just. Um, it, I want to say like I I hear them. Um, but it's it's not really like hearing like I'm hearing you. Yeah. It's like I it's just kind of like that knowing and it's like okay you need to do this you need to do that and um, you know and everybody's team gives you messages in ways that resonate with you so for instance mine are all about like because uh, I used to watch tons of TV when I was a kid so like TV shows or celebrities or music um, and numbers I'm huge with the numbers because of the um, some of the other stuff that I do um, and all the, the numerical calculations and stuff. So that's how I normally see numbers. So you probably are seeing things that it, it's like that are resonating with you and maybe not realizing that they're signs or validations of stuff that's going on. Uh, but I also I'm very empathic as well so when I'm working on somebody I feel on me what's going on with them and that's how I know which areas to work on and especially when there's energy that's getting ready to clear because that energy has an intelligence so it's shifting and moving within the body because it's trying to hide so that I can't find it and move and remove it 
And so I feel on me. So it's <laughs> yeah, yours is like to a deeper exactly. level than mine. Cause I'm more like, you know, I can tell when something's off, you know, I'm like, I know you're hiding from me. I know you're hiding something. I know something's going on with you or I know you're angry, even though you're saying you're not angry, you know, stuff like that, where, you know, I can sense that, or I walk in a room of full of people I automatically can be near somebody and know like, Mm-mm, no, I got to get away. Like, I got to get away from this person. This person's not good news. I don't even have to have a conversation with them. I can just be close to them and be like, mm, yep. nope, no. Yeah, yep, um, exactly. So I was, I, my whole goal is like, you know, to start like digging deeper into that because I know that it's in there, like that I have that, that ability, those abilities in there. They just yeah. need to come out. <laughs> One woman literally reached out to me via Facebook Messenger and is like, "You, I, I can see this tremendous, like, this tremendous light inside of you that's just, like, there. And it, it's going to break open eventually. I'm like, but how? <laughs> yeah. Tell me how. How can I do this? Um, so we are getting low on time. What is something that you want to leave my audience with before I ask you the final five questions? Um, about what you do, um, about, you know, intuitive abilities as a whole, whatever you want to leave them with. So, cause I know there's probably some skeptics that are listening and are like, what are these ladies talking about? And then there's some people like me who are like, I need more. And then there's some people that are just kind of like, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I would like to definitely say, especially to, um, the, uh, parents of young kids, you know, when the kids are usually between the ages of like one and six is when they're like really blown open and they're seeing a lot of things. So if you have kids that are that are talking about like, you know, their imaginary friend or stuff that they're seeing, instead of trying to like squelch that, like um, just ask them questions, you know, and to, uh, you know, like, like a doctor would ask their patient, well, what's going on and what are you feeling and what are you seeing and, and really like kind of like digging down because yeah, it is going to be a different experience for, for the parent, especially if it's not something that they're that's happening to them but just get some information because it's really going to be important I mean these kids are like these this is our future generation and so it, we need to like foster that instead of like shun them and have them squelch it down and then have put them in the same position that we're in now as adults um, so that that would be like the um, the, the the biggest takeaway that I have um, for parents, and you know, there's there's tons of people out there that are already doing, um, you know, that that are mediums or uh, so forth that can help and help answer some questions because everybody is intuitive. We are we are born with these abilities and the gifts. It's just about being able to open them up and be able to utilize them. And a lot of people, it's it's because it's a foreign thing for them, um, whether it be based on religious beliefs or just the, their environment or the culture, um, they, they don't know where to begin with that. Um, so definitely, if, if they ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to some, they can reach out to me, they can reach out to you, or you know anybody that they know in their local community. And so, you know, let, let, let's let's foster these abilities instead of shutting them down. I love that. Um, I'm actually going to link up all of your information in the show notes. So if anybody doesn't know how to find the show notes, it's inspiredwomenpodcast.com. And also, if you're listening on like any of the apps, you can just click on the little um, 
the little icon, like um, our logo, and it should pop right up. Um, and I'll link up all of your stuff. But I love that you said that about parenting because my son is like that. He's super. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This kid blows me away because and in, in, my, in my oldest daughter is often like, Cameron, like, stop talking like that. I'm like, no, don't tell him to stop talking like that. Like, allow him. Like, we were driving past a church one time, and he's like, Mommy, my friend, I've, I think he said Spider-Man. He calls everybody Spider-Man. My friend Spider-Man took me to that church the other night. Mind you, it doesn't look like a church. This building does not look like a church. So how would he know that it was a church? But he knew it was a oh, church. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, I was there the other night. And I was just like, that's awesome, buddy. Like, tell me more about it. Because... I know that he he's very empathic. Like he can if, if I'm sad or I'm feeling upset, he's like like a magnet to people who aren't feeling well. Oh yeah. That kid is amazing. And so I love that you said that because I'm I try really hard not to allow my my programming that I have to try to like get through to stop him. Yeah. You know, in the process, like, because my husband, he's definitely not a believer. And I'm just like, let him be. Like, just let him be. This kid's going to blow your mind. Like, I'll tell you right now, he's going to blow your mind. Um, so yeah. what does authenticity mean to you? Okay. Um, authenticity is, for me, it's speaking from the heart. And just being being true to yourself, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. That what their opinion is their own business, and it's none of mine. It's like I know what I need to do on this earth. I have higher callings or higher guides that I'm listening to, and as long as I'm following that guidance, then I'm being true to myself and authentic with not only myself but with everybody that I come in contact with yes having you on this podcast is authentic to me because I'm like I need more of of the people who talk about things that people are a little skeptical of because I'm not skeptical (laughs) I'm open to hearing it you know but that's not just on like you know the intuitive level but that's like on all levels that's the whole premise of the podcast was you know we started it to have these conversations that people are uncomfortable having or they don't want to have or and it needs to be put out there like whether you believe or don't believe it that doesn't that's not the the point the point is is to have the conversations you know exactly open to it um yeah so what is one way that you make time for self-care um for self-care i mean because you know i have i need to get cleared as well so i have my mentor that you know when there's stuff that i can't clear on my own then i go to her and you know i schedule an appointment with her and i get a clearing so definitely self-care is something that you have to be in charge of yourself you can't leave it to anybody else um but it's also, you can make it fun too. So, you know, like usually one day a month, I'll plan to, like, I'll have my hair done, I'll have a massage, and then, it, you know, it's when you have your hair done, you don't want to, like, just go home and, like, you know, cook dinner in your own kitchen, right? You want to be, uh, get out there and be seen. It's like, you, you've paid a lot of money and you look good. You want to you wanna get out there. Um, somebody had, had told me um, some years ago, don't waste the pretty. So, oh, I love that. Know, so in your self-care day, you know, include like going out for dinner or, you know, a networking meeting or something, but just to get you out of the house, you know, to show you to show yourself off because, you know, when you feel good, then your confidence is raised. And so that is that's going to take you to another level, whether it be on a personal level or a business level. Yes. Yes. Um so how 
What is one tip that you got you have for people on creating positive relationships in your life? And by relationships, I don't just mean marriage. I mean friendships, family relationships, all relationships. We have a relationship right now, just talking. So, what is one what is one tip you have for creating positive relationships? Um, one tip that I have is be open to possibilities and opportunities, because you know, there, like you had mentioned earlier, there are some people that you know you kind of like encounter that their energy is just not going to vibe with yours. But you know what? Um, ask yourself, well, what's really causing that? Is it really them? Or are they triggering something within me, within myself? And if it's if, if you are feeling that it's more about what they're triggering for you, then explore that a little bit. Get to know that person, um, because you know all it takes is is one opportunity to open up you know a thousand new doors for you. And so thinking outside of that box and getting out of your comfort zone is is super important. Because if you're going to stay in your, your your comfort zone, then that that's where you're going to live. You're never going to step over and, and take that, that leap of faith. No, I agree. I always say to my clients, like, ask, is this my shit or is this their shit? Like, yeah. And, and if, if it's theirs, like literally it's, it has nothing to do with you. It's not triggering anything with you. Then yeah, yes, maybe you should run. Um, but if it's triggering something inside of you, you might need to stay and start working through that because you know, those triggers can, and, and those demons we have like that are hanging out can really be the things that hold us back. Like, I mean, personally, I recently just had an experience you know, with my own personal triggers. And, you know, I was very honest and open about it and because it needs to be said, it needs to be talked about because we're, none of us are perfect. Um, right. So what is one struggle that you have as a modern woman? I think just um, one struggle that I've always had that it's um, has shifted over the last couple of years was um, self-love. Um, so not, not loving myself, not knowing how to do that, not knowing why I needed to do that was, um, was very like eye opening, um, because not help having my own self love, um, you know, if, if I was like by myself, then I was like lonely or felt alone or, uh, you know, I had didn't have a lot of confidence uh, or I might have like low self-esteem or low self-worth. So it's really about, you know, you have to create the relationship with yourself, for yourself, um, and not worry so much about how what other people are going to think about you. And it's like, you know what, you, you need to do this for you and have that establish that, that relationship so that you can take yourself to the next levels. And it's, a, it's an yeah. ongoing struggle, I think, for everybody is to love yourself because it doesn't matter, like, you, when you reach that next level, you have your new, this new stuff that comes up that's going to, like, exactly. you know, hit that self-love button in your life. But I, I love myself. Like, don't you understand? I love myself. I literally had that conversation the other day, and I'm like, no, I do love myself. And they're like, mm, no, like, and but I've, I've just reached that new plateau. Um, so our final question is, what is one motto that you live by? Oh, um, oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think the, the motto is just is just to clear, just clear your junk, just you know, get yourself out there, step out of your comfort zone, and uh, just, and and live. Uh, you know, last year I, I turned 50 years old last October, and when I looked around and I saw like the the number of people that were either 
my age, older than me or younger than me, that was like, oh, you know, it's like, this, this is life. And, you know, it's like, come on. It's like, you're young. You have energy. What, you know, get up and, 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 and do something. It's like, you only have one life or, you know, this, this lifetime. Are you going to like sit there being a couch potato? Or are you going to actually get out there and, and enjoy life and nature and art and everything else? It's like, so j- just get out there. <laughs> yes. A lot oftentimes I see people that are just like, I'm just old. And I think I, it, it, I read a whole article about how it's, our mentality, we're really not that old. Like we start thinking it and then our body starts falling apart because our mind's telling our body what to do. Um, yeah. it, in all reality, they saw the, the people, uh, you know, past a certain age that were the healthiest were the ones that didn't succumb to that. Like I'm old mentality. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I have to say, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a, such an amazing conversation. Yeah. Me too. Thank you, Megan. This has been awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspired Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.